Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are interested in James Ennis. That's good news. Uh, DeAndre Jordan happened while I was on vacation. Less good news. And they're in an awkward situation here with Marcus Saul. So I try to explain that here in a bit. Let's start with the most recent news slash rumor that we're in right now, right? So you have the Lakers being interested in the uh, in James Ennis, formerly of the Orlando Magic. Uh, according to Michael Scotto of Hoops Height, this is what he wrote. Uh, James Ennis has drawn interest from the Blazers as well as Bulls, Lakers, and Magic. So that's an interesting group of teams there. Uh, Blazers and Bulls in terms of competition for next season, right about on par with each other. Uh, the Orlando Magic are, are is the team that he just came from, and then with the Lakers, it's basically the the what they're going to sell him on is, hey, here's where you have the best chance, especially if these teams interested in you, to win a championship. Blazers and Bulls probably have the most flexibility when it comes to roll on a decent team, and then the Orlando Magic, I'm sure he would step right back into the role that he had last year. Uh, with the Lakers, it's interesting. He's He's being pretty vocal with uh, the Lakers when it comes to liking tweets, commenting on on Instagram stories, stuff like that, and and so that's gotten everybody pretty excited. This is a player that uh, a lot of people paying close attention to the Lakers offseason have been uh, interested in. I myself have have uh, hoped that the Lakers would at some point show some interest. So this was a good this was a good update to get. This is going to be a player basically. In today's NBA, you can never have enough players like James Ennis. Six, seven to six, eight guys who can step out and knock down jump shots uh, and defend a little bit. Though that's basically what you're what you're looking for in, in terms of role players to fill out the end of your roster. And and he would, I think, be a fairly important player this year. Uh, he could step in if, if LeBron wants a night off. He steps into a couple extra minutes there. If Trevor Ariza needs uh, some time off. Uh, James Ennis would just very naturally slide into that spot and and then would also offer some versatility even when everybody is healthy in terms of, hey, do we just want to play a bunch of wings with LeBron and with Anthony Davis? I would have no problem with that approach either. So in terms of additions, I think this makes a whole bunch of sense for the Lakers. It's going to be, I think the things that we're waiting for just in a vacuum right now with Ennis is whether the Lakers can get away with offering him a non-guaranteed contract. That is going to be something that I'm sure uh, Rob Polinka is trying to to get away with here, uh, or if or if one of these other teams makes a more interesting offer when it comes to the role that he would be playing um, in that situation compared to this Lakers one. So uh, we'll see how things go. There is, however, a connection to what we're going to talk about here in a second in regards to DeAndre Jordan and Marcus Hall. Over the weekend, uh, the Lakers went out and uh, put themselves in, uh, not just in the running, but as the front runners for DeAndre Jordan whenever he clears waivers. And it's going to be interesting when that happens officially. The Lakers will then have 14 players on their roster, uh, and that's without counting James Ennis. If And we know, by the way, that the Lakers want to head into next season with an open roster spot uh, just in case things, you know, so a certain buyout becomes available. That way they don't have to waive somebody or, or anything like that. So the Lakers are hoping to, to I, I, it's going to be interesting here 
because I know, and we all know, this the, the writing has been on the wall now for, for quite some time when it comes to Marcus All, that I think both sides are ready for this experiment to end or this experience to end. It's not really an experiment. You know what you're getting into when you signed Mark Gasol, which is why it's been so odd to see the way that Gasol has been treated, right? You know what you're getting. You know the kind of player he is. You don't. You, you apparently are walking away from this with with uh, in, an interesting end to the story. And so when it comes to how what this has to do with James Ennis, the Lakers might be want might want some closure to the Marcus Saul situation before they go out and get J- James Ennis because they don't want to be stuck in a situation here where they have 15 people on their roster spot and and especially the 15th person being an extra center um, and one that they haven't wanted around basically since the first like month of the season that from last year. So I think the way this is probably going to go down is the Lakers will try to, well, DeAndre Jordan is going to clear waivers and they're going to sign DeAndre Jordan. And then after that, their their focus will completely shift to finding a home for Marcus All uh, in the in the event that he doesn't retire. If he retires, then that makes everybody's job a little easier. He goes off to Spain or whatever. And, and everybody moves on. But I think for the Lakers right now, what they're hoping to do is find some trade partner who might have an extra non-guaranteed contract that the Lakers could just basically swap for, maybe attach a second rounder. We know that they tried to salary dump Marcus All last year uh, and include Alex Caruso to do so, which is insane. But maybe they include a second rounder with Marcus All and and they get a non-guaranteed contract back whom they would immediately waive and save a little bit of money there and then use the money that they would save to bring in James Ennis and then head into next season with four, 14 people on the roster. It's not unfeasible. I think it's a perfectly fine plan of attack here given where they stand right now. Uh, and 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 especially if they just wanted to recreate the Dwight Javale uh, sent backup center t- combo, maybe that you know this is this is the way that they're trying to go about this. The only issue here is that they've kind of made their bed when it comes to trying to find a trade partner for Marcus All. The Lakers and Marcus Saul has been an awkward pairing for for quite some time now, and and really came to a head obviously with Andre Drummond. We don't need to relitigate, relitigate that entire situation. It is what it is, and everybody is trying to move on. The problem is the way that they have gone about this it makes it a little more difficult to move on because the entire NBA right now knows that the Lakers are trying to move on from Marcus Saul without having to pay his uh, veteran minimum contract and the taxes associated with it to create an extra roster spot. And I think here for for the rest of the league, they're saying, nah, we'll keep our non-guaranteed contract and we'll save our little amount of money over here. Uh, and and we'll, we'll force you guys to pay up if this, if, if this is actually the way that you want to go about this. And, and for Mark Gasol's case, he's probably sitting here saying like, well, if I retire, what does that do for my ability to play in the NBA next season if the right circumstance comes along. And so he's probably playing a little bit of chicken here with, with the Lakers too. So in the in, in, in the time that they have been trying to work here with Marcus Saul and trying to find a home for him, 
they it's it becomes too obvious and it's just one of those situations that we see a lot of times in sports where somebody's just going to have to eat the L here and move on and i think in all likelihood that's probably going to have to be the lakers if they want that extra roster spot open that does take us to the other outcome here in which they don't have the extra roster spot open and Marcus All is just the, the 15th man. I don't know how that would go down, but it would be fascinating none, nonetheless. And I think there's a case to be made for it. So we know that Anthony Davis doesn't like playing center. Yes, he said that he is willing to sacrifice. Yes, he spoke to LeBron and Russell Westbrook and at the time Jared Dudley about everybody's necessity to sacrifice still remains to be seen how that actually plays out what that actually looks like but let's say he plays 50 percent of his minutes at center next season it's probably on the high side but let's let's be optimistic so let he played uh 34 minutes a season ago not last season with the lakers he played 32 minutes there but that was extenuating circumstances let's say he plays 34 minutes also for the sake of division so if he plays 34 minutes and, he, and 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 17 of those minutes come at the center spot, that leaves 31 minutes that the Lakers have to find centers for. Uh, maybe they say that Dwight Howard is going to play 15, 16 of those minutes and DeAndre Jordan is going to play 15, 16 of those minutes. Makes sense mathematically at least, right? Well, is Dwight Howard going to be available all season long and especially all in all season long in the same kind of role given the way that we know he picks up fouls? If that number dwindles down to fifth, you know, from 15, 16 to 10 to 12, well, there's a handful of minutes that you have to make up for there. Can DeAndre played and play uh can DeAndre Jordan play more of those minutes there? Maybe. But he wasn't playing at all down the stretch and in the playoffs for the Brooklyn Nets. So what if he's washed? Well, that makes it even more awkward when it comes to the, those uh, filling out those center minutes because if you're expecting Anthony Davis to just make up all of those minutes, if, those, uh, if, if DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard don't necessarily work out, then is he going to be happy with that? So if, you're, if I'm going to sit here and make the case for, and by the way, this is all if everybody is healthy and everybody is available because if one of those guys is not, then that makes it even more awkward all the way around. So if you were saying that, all right, for a chunk of the season, let's head into next year with Marcus Gasol on the roster as yes, a fourth center and how, fr- and, and, and I know I, I wouldn't love to see four centers on the Lakers roster, but still uh, given the state of all of the careers that we're talking about, when it comes to the Lakers centers that we know are going to be on the roster next year, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and DeAndre Jordan, then it might make some sense to just have some insurance just in case one of those things on any nightly night-to-night basis doesn't necessarily work out. So I don't think the Lakers want to head into next year with Marcus All on, on the roster. I don't know if Marcus All wants to head into next season on the Lakers roster. But I do think... There is a case to be made, and I just made it, for Marcus Saul to be a fourth center, at least at the beginning of the season, so he can prove to some team out there that he can still play, they can still uh, produce on a decent team, and then you can maybe swap him out and open up a roster spot 
by again moving him for a, a non-guaranteed deal for a team that maybe needs an extra center or or just wants some extra leadership what have you maybe that's the way that this plays out i i i just it's going to be born out of necessity rather than planning i think if this is how things go down but nonetheless something to keep an eye on all right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. In terms of stuff that I want you guys to uh, keep an eye out for and uh, read or, 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 or take in from the Silver Screen and Roll uh, website and podcast feed, Alex Regler wrote a really good article about Russell Westbrook's, you know, kind of livelihood and energy and what that's going to offer to the Lakers. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, last week, Darius hopped on here and and wrote about how Frank is going to handle the amount of depth that the Lakers have. And then in terms of the podcast here, uh, make sure you check out the podcast that I recorded with Sabrina in which we dive a little deeper into the James Ennis potential signing and how things are going with Marcus Gasol slash DeAndre Jordan. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.